Hello and welcome to the Fearless in Love podcast, the show that will help you transform your relationship by first transforming you. My name is Hannah and I'm a relationship anxiety coach and breathwork facilitator, but I've also come out of the other side of relationship anxiety myself. Now that I'm looking through a lens of clarity, I am here to help you experience deep love and connection, not only with your partner, but in every area of your beautiful life. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Fearless in Love podcast. I am very excited for this one because it's completely different than anything I have ever talked about, actually, and I it's something that I've been honestly a little bit nervous to share, and I wasn't even planning to talk about it today. I had this whole episode about long distance planned out, and don't worry for the long distance girls, I am going to still record that podcast maybe next week. It'll be our next episode, but I just really felt called to share this today because it's so on my heart right now, and it's such a new topic that I really don't see anybody talking about in the relationship space, and that is the topic of law of attraction versus relationship anxiety, or but in general, how does law of attraction affect our relationship? And the reason that I felt so called to talk about this today is because I've shared on Instagram, I've been studying, uh, if not attraction styles, <laughs> I've, been ta- I've been studying attachment styles. And it's been so interesting and it's been so fascinating and I'm taking this really heavy course on it and I'm reading this really heavy book about it. But in the last few weeks of being so in my head, learning about these things, I've noticed that I haven't been feeling good about my relationship. Whereas before I started doing this, I felt really good. And I started getting more curious and remembering my beliefs about the law of attraction and about energetics and our focus and a whole bunch of things that I've talked about in the past, like a long time ago, but not recently. And I kind of just figured out that I was shooting myself in the foot. And I think that it happens to a lot of people when you realize, okay, I need to help my relationship or I need to help myself in any area. But specifically in your relationship, you go and you study all these things and you, you learn about all the problems and you learn about how maybe you have an anxious attachment style and where it stems from and all the problems that it can cause. And then you learn about your partner and his avoidant attachment. And you're like, oh my gosh, this seems so much. This is so hard. Like, why do I have to be anxious and why does he have to be avoidant? And it seems like such a difficult thing to overcome. And so that's how I was feeling. Even though I've been feeling so secure, since I started studying this, I was like, wow, this feels so hard. Like, it's, it seems like I'm I'm running a marathon <laughs> with my relationship. And it kind of gave me the urge to start controlling my partner and being like, okay, you have avoidant attachment and we need to study all of these things and you need to do all of this. And 
you need to change so that I can be happy. And then I realized this is completely opposite to what I believe in terms of law of attraction, like completely opposite. And so I was like, where does this fit in? And I've done some thought about it this morning and I was like, okay, I need to talk to these guys about this because it's holding a lot of people back and I almost let it hold me back. I'm actually not even sure that I'm going to continue on with this attachment style stuff. I, I mean, I might in the future, but as of right now, watching the videos and reading the book, it leaves me feeling terrible. It doesn't leave me feeling empowered. And I'm going to talk about in this episode how you always need to listen to those feelings because your emotions are your emotional guidance system. Your emotions at every given point in time are telling you if you're focusing on something that is going to expand you and bring you closer to who you really are or if you're focusing on something that is limiting you and that the higher version of you, some people call it your highest self or your self with a capital S or whatever it is, that part of you does not agree with what you're focusing on or knows that that's holding you back and that's why you feel the negative emotion. And when I really think back to the days that I was so in relationship anxiety and I was so overcome by that and so deep in the mud, this stuff, this energetic stuff, although it might sound very foreign to you right now, is what got me out of that time. This is the biggest piece and it's the piece that I've been neglecting and I think that, you know, part of it's probably because you see most relationship coaches or relationship anxiety coaches or therapists talking a lot about the practical knowledge, like what I was reading in that book and in the things I've been studying and the very scientific facts of relationship dynamics. And while I definitely think there's a time and place for that, I also think that this other side is more important. But I wasn't sharing it because, I don't know, I guess maybe part of me was nervous since not everybody is open to looking at life in this way and taking ownership for what they are attracting into their life. And whenever you start talking about something new that not a lot of people are talking about, you're opening yourself up to backlash. So long story short, I've been not trying to, but maybe subconsciously avoiding this topic. And I'm like, okay, it's time. So let's just get right into it after that long intro. And by the way, I feel amazing right now talking about this. I feel so excited to tell you about this. Whereas what like one hour ago when I was in the shower listening to that audiobook that I was listening to, I was feeling so defeated. <laughs> I was feeling like dread to keep listening. And that's how I know I'm talking about the right thing right now. And I'm talking about something that you need to hear. So the main belief that has allowed me to get so far in my relationship healing journey, in my own healing journey, with everything that's not even related to relationship anxiety, but that was perpetuating it. And honestly, in attracting everything that I have in my life right now, you guys, my life has completely 
done a 180 in one year. And I could probably create a whole other business around that and how I've changed everything. But, you know, no, like it comes down to the same things that helped me heal my relationship anxiety helped me to change every other area of my life. And that's why in the intro, you heard me say, I'm not just interested in helping you heal your relationship anxiety. Once you work on yourself, it's going to change every area of your beautiful life or however I phrase that. Even in the last three months, I haven't seen Alex for just less than three months. My life has completely changed. Completely. And it's because of these things that I'm about to share with you. We are talking physically, financially. I've attracted friendships into my life. I've attracted new relationships. Not romantic relationships, but you know, I've attracted friendships and different business partnerships. I've attracted little things that I want. It just seems like when I am following this, everything starts working out for me in such an effortless, easy way. And so that's why I believe it to my core. And it's okay if you hear me saying these things and you're like, okay, I'm not 100% sure, but I'm intrigued. It took me a while to like program this into my mind as my set point. But now that it is, everything is just growing. It's like a domino effect. So here we go. First of all, I decided to stop feeling like a victim in my life. A victim to my relationship, a victim to my circumstances, a victim to anything that was happening to me. And I decided to take on the belief that I was a powerful creator and that everything I was experiencing, all of the hurt, all of the heartache, my financial status, my career, my body, everything. I decided that I had attracted all of that because I believed that the law of attraction is real and that anything that enters your experience has been invited into your experience. Not that you're consciously saying like, oh, I want to have a difficult time with my partner. It's like an unconscious thing. Your vibration, your energy is equal to the experiences that you're attracting. I hope that that makes sense. So for example, when I was feeling really down about myself and I felt like I was useless and worthless, honestly, you guys, a year ago, I felt so down on myself. I did not like myself. I didn't feel capable of doing anything great in my life. And so that's why I didn't attract anything great into my life. And that's why everything felt hard. And then when I shifted to start having positive thoughts about myself and to start believing that I could do anything and that life is a gift and that everything in my life is a gift. And I started accepting exactly where I was and finding the joy in where I was. That's when things started to change. And the thing that really helped me was the quote you can't keep doing the wrong, the same thing and expecting different results. So I was like, okay, I can't keep blaming Alex. I can't keep blaming long distance. I can't keep not being kind to myself and doing the same thing every day. 
I'm going to do something radical and I'm going to believe that I am the creator of my reality. I'm going to commit to my morning reset. That's when I started meditating every day and focusing a lot on gratitude and really focusing on changing my mind, changing what I was focused on. So instead of focusing on all of the things in my life that were going wrong, I shifted my focus to all of the things that were going right. And it wasn't an overnight change. It was something I had to slowly work up to. And because of the law of attraction and these concepts, that's why today when I was focusing on attachment styles and all of the things that are hard about anxious and avoidant attachment style partnerships, I wasn't feeling good because it was like I was focusing on limitation and I wasn't focusing on it in a way of like, okay, I'm going to understand myself so that I can feel better. It was very hard for me to focus on that stuff and feel empowered. And then because I was feeling bad, it was impossible for me to have happy, exciting, fun, satisfying conversations with Alex on the phone. Because if you guys don't know, I'm still in long distance right now. And so then it becomes a loop where it's like, okay, I'm not feeling great because I've listened to this book. And then my interaction with him isn't great because I wasn't feeling great. And then because I had an interaction that wasn't satisfying, then I feel sad about that. And then because I feel sad about that, the next time we talk isn't going to be as good, even even worse. And that's the loop that we get into. And the hardest thing about this is breaking that cycle. And it often takes radical acceptance of where you are and a lot of self-responsibility and then shifting your focus. So the number one thing that you need to remember is what you focus on expands. Whenever you're focusing on something, it's like you're inviting more of it into your life. So for example, because I was focusing on Alex's avoidant tendencies and I was studying them and I was remembering all of the times that he's been avoidant in the past, instead of giving my attention to how recently he's been good and he's been less avoidant and all of that, I was magnifying that avoidance. And if I'm focusing on avoidance, it's impossible for him to show up in any other way but avoidance. And so to break the cycle, there's two things that you can do. If you realize, okay, I've been focusing on the wrong thing for a long time and I've been focusing on all of my challenges and I don't know what to do. The first thing that you could do is start to focus on something else. This is the most, this is the best way if you have access to it, but you don't always have access to this. So for example, let's say I was feeling really bad about how Alex has shown avoidant tendencies in the past. I could realize, wait a second, I'm focusing on that. I'm magnifying it. And then stop thinking about the relationship altogether for about a week or so and focus on my career or, or focus on my health or focus on having fun with my family. And then my vibration, how I feel, would arise. I would feel better. And I could then focus on the relationship and feel good about the relationship. But I couldn't keep focusing on the same thing that made me feel bad in the first place and feel better. I hope that makes sense. 
That is why I often find that when I'm having a really hard time and I go on vacation, whether it's with my family or I just went to Vegas, I come home and because I've been so distracted and having such a good time, I feel better when I come back about my relationship. And then I can either ride that wave of feeling better or I could start thinking bad thoughts about the relationship again and start to cycle all over again. It doesn't always happen. Sometimes in the past, I'd be feeling so much relationship anxiety that I would go to like Hawaii with my family and Hawaii wouldn't be enough to distract me because I would focus myself into that momentum of worrying about my relationship so much and I just could not let that go. So Hawaii didn't even make a dent. And then if you're like me, (laughs) like when I was in Hawaii or when I was in a really difficult relationship anxiety time and you've been thinking about it for so long and it has so much momentum going that you're like, it's impossible for me not to worry about my relationship. Like how am I supposed to be present with my friends, let's say, when I feel like I have no choice. That is when there's two things you can do. The first thing is slowly start to focus on things that you love about your partner or things that he's doing right. So you're not fully changing your focus from the relationship to a new topic. You're still thinking about the relationship, just about different aspects of the relationship. You're collecting positive aspects. Now, sometimes even that is hard when you've been struggling for a very long time. And so that is why I created the Morning Reset, which if you're in the Fearless and Love Club, I have a whole course about it in there. And it is designed to take advantage of when you wake up in the morning, because when you wake up, you have stopped all of your thoughts. While you're sleeping, you haven't been thinking about your relationship. So you're pretty clear. And then when you wake up, you can either automatically start going into your thoughts about the relationship that you were thinking yesterday, or you could meditate. And that is what over time allows you to kind of reset your system so that it doesn't have all of that momentum causing you to obsess over things that are going wrong. That's why meditation is such a helpful tool because you can think of it like during the day you're thinking and you're thinking and you're thinking. It's like a snowball rolling down a hill and getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And then you go to sleep and it's like, that snowball completely melts. And then when you wake up in the morning, you can either start rolling that snowball bigger and bigger and bigger, or you can meditate. And that's like getting rid of the snow altogether, I guess you could say. And that's why I noticed as well that when I was going through this hard time, night would be so hard for me. Because it was like I'd be thinking about it all day long. And then by the time nighttime came around, it would be like, okay it's over. Like There's no turning this around. And by the way, all of these things I am talking about right now, I've learned from Abraham Hicks. I'm obsessed with Abraham Hicks. I love their message. And I think sometimes it's hard to understand. And so it's taken me a while to really, really grasp it. And now I can explain it more clearly for people who don't get it. But yeah, I've learned all of this from them. And I listen to their YouTube videos constantly. That's where I would start if you want to kind of get into it or they have really good books. My favorite book that was the first one I read that kind of gets you into it, I think it's just called The Law of Attraction. 
by Abraham Hicks. So through doing all of this, I have developed the belief that I can get whatever I want in my life easily in a way that feels good. And I have the belief that there is a larger part of me, kind of like your intuition, that is constantly guiding me towards the path of least resistance, the easiest way to get to what I want. And the only thing that I have to do is pay attention to how I feel. So Abraham Hicks talks about this thing called your inner guidance system. And basically, it's the idea that that larger part of you sees the whole picture. It's like you only have one piece of the puzzle and that larger part of you can see the whole puzzle put together and it knows what you need to take, what step you need to take next. And so instead of relying on yourself to just do whatever you think is right in any given moment and to follow the advice and the direction from tons of other random people or just to do guesswork on how to heal your relationship or how to get what you want, you listen to how you feel because that larger part of you communicates to you in that way. So when you feel negative emotion, that is your cue that the larger part of you does not see the thing that you're looking at in the same way that you do. So for example, let's say you're thinking to yourself, I need to leave my relationship because my partner isn't funny enough. That's something that I hear a lot from people with relationship anxiety. And you feel negative emotion. I would believe that you're feeling negative emotion because you're inner being, which is what Abraham Hicks calls it, or that higher part of you, does not agree with that. Because that higher part of you only sees your partner through eyes of love. And leaving the relationship isn't the path of least resistance. Whereas maybe when you listen to different advice, like maybe when you listen to me and my podcast and me telling you it's okay, you can stay in an imperfect relationship, you feel good, Because that higher part of you, your inner being, agrees with what I'm saying because that is the path of least resistance. Another thing is when you're thinking bad feelings about yourself. Let's say you look in the mirror. And by the way, this emotional guidance thing can be with any subject. But I'm just giving this example because I think it's very common. You're looking in the mirror and you're thinking bad thoughts about yourself. Like, oh, I look so ugly today and you feel negative emotion. That is because that larger part of you doesn't agree. It sees you as perfect. It sees you only through eyes of love. So now that you have that understanding, all you have to do is turn towards things that feel good and turn away from things that feel bad. And so that's what I did today when I was reading that book and I realized This isn't making me happy. This isn't making me feel good. It must be because either my inner being doesn't believe in what the book is saying or just because it's not the right way of looking at this for me to help people with their relationships. Okay, sorry guys. If you heard my dog barking in the background, he seems to do that every time I record a podcast. But yeah, it's not saying that the book was bad. It's just saying that the way that I was thinking about the book in that moment 
was not helping me because that larger part of me knows everything that I want. It knows all of my desires. It knows that I want to create more content or create more programs to help you guys heal your relationship anxiety. So since I trust that that part of me knows what I want and it knows the easiest way to get there, and I wasn't feeling good through reading that book, I trust that that book is not the avenue for me to get the information that I need to further help you guys. It's such a deep topic that I feel like I need more time to talk about than just a short podcast episode, but hopefully this is making sense and it's resonating. And what I really wanted to do for you is to give you a sense of empowerment. Like, okay, I get to be in charge of my own destiny. And it doesn't have to be so hard. And it doesn't have to be so scary. Because I am being supported at every moment. And my desires, every single one of my desires are meant for me. And the larger part of me knows how to achieve those desires. The thing that I think holds me back the most from this or used to hold me back and that I'm working on is really leaning into that surrender and that trust that it's real and that the law of attraction is real and that this part of me knows what to do and that I can trust my my feelings or my intuition because that more logical side of me is like uh <laughs> this is a good book it's written by a psychologist of course it's going to help people And you can't just like wait around until you find something that works for you and that feels inspiring. Like this is what you have right now and you already paid for this book and like it can go on and on and on. But then it's almost like a leap of faith to be like, you know what? No, I'm trusting how I feel about this. I'm trusting that this process has paid off so much for me in the past and that I can trust it for this new circumstance because you know that that part of us who's kind of like our ego or our logical brain it always wants to be in control and so trusting that there's a larger part of you or that you're being guided or that you can have faith and just let go can feel very very scary so that is probably the biggest block that stops people from just releasing and letting go but it really is the most helpful thing that I've ever found. And I'm not the only one talking about this. All of the books that people preach over and over and over again and constantly refer back to always have the same essence. For example, so many successful people attribute the book Think and Grow Rich, which was written such a long time ago. And Although I found that book a little bit boring, I'm not going to lie, I didn't finish it. It has the same kind of spirit as to what I'm talking about right here. That element that your thoughts create your reality. It just maybe doesn't go into as much depth as to why. Or maybe it does. If you've read that book recently, I only read half of it like five years ago, but you guys get the point. Anyways, I hope that this podcast has been liberating for you and that it's opened your mind and this is one that I would love your feedback on if you'd like to learn more about this because I don't know how these podcasts are landing or resonating I wish there was like a comment section below but this is something that's new for me to speak about so feel free to dm me on instagram and let me know what parts of this podcast 
were aha moments for you? And how did it make you feel? I would love, love, love to hear that. Yeah, anyways, I hope you guys have a great weekend or day, whatever day of the week you're listening to this. And I will see you next week where I will probably be talking about that long distance episode that we skipped over. Don't worry, I'm still doing it. Yeah, have a good week. I believe in you. You are a powerful creator and I'll see you soon.